how many secret lovers does Magneto have? Too many, one would say. <laughs> Too many, but still not as many as Wolverine. That's true. I feel, I feel like we could be making some some compare and contrast lists for between the two of them. I wonder if they and have compare and contrast lists that they compare with each other on their free they time. They probably do. I mean, I, Xavier, I, doesn't Xavier also have like a shitload of... Uh, X- X's? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a running theme on X-Men the... Oh my god. It's a running theme on X-Men the Animated Series, which Did you say almost is a show. Iceman the Animated Series? Because I'm down Iceman for that. Iceman the Animated Series is a separate thing that I'm also a fan of. Anyway... I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men and talk about who is dating who and how gay it is. That actually is an accurate description of this show. It is. For once, we've done it. We've finally (laughs) done it. We've finally found a way to sum up the show in just a few short seconds. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow. season four with right? season four we have watched the final episode of season four we have watched the entire season out of order because it was aired out of order and we okay. started watching it out of order and we just decided at a certain point we didn't care anymore well i know that somewhere in season five i just want to share this fun little fact we're gonna watch an episode that is about them finding out that the phoenix is still alive that is gonna be wild because it's just gonna <laughs> randomly be an episode that was supposed to happen during the phoenix saga but it's which just was last season it was even this one out of sequence so i'm really looking forward to that there's actually quite a few episodes in season four where it feels as though gene may as well be dead so i feel like maybe is it really out of sequence no they shouldn't know what to do with her afterwards because you know women they can't do anything okay i shouldn't say that because storm and rogue and jubilee all do well on here it's just gene yeah I don't know. It feels like it feels like it's actually a problem with the psychic characters specifically, which they combat with Xavier by having him just be a huge manipulative asshole. But with Jean, I don't. I just feel like they don't know what to. They just don't care about Jean. I mean, also they just define Jean by her relationships with men. I don't know why I'm talking about this. This episode is not about Jean. No, it's not. not This episode is actually about Magneto and his secret lovers. Okay, and I know you disagree and you think that he's not that gay in this, but I feel like he's rubbing it all up in his face. I think he's gay. What I was saying before we started recording is that I think he comes off as kind of an asshole in this episode. Well, he does definitely do that. I I will agree with that. Which is kind of too bad because I'm a Magneto fan normally on this show. But there's a few things in here that he kind of glosses over in terms of like his relationship with Magda. (laughs) Or or that, 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 that line where he goes... There's a line in here where Quicksilver says, "You killed our, you killed our mother, or something." No, he right, says, right. "You killed somebody we loved." And Magneto's like, "Can you specify? I've killed a lot of people." And I was like, "Okay, thanks, <laughs> I was Magneto." Like, um, 
okay. Maybe you should know how many people you've killed. But so, also, like, most of the people he kills are bad guys, but... I don't know. I mean, like, this is this is one of those interpretations of Magneto, who I think has a different voice actor now, by the way. I, it doesn't he, sound yeah. like the other Magneto. So, Ryan is right about this, sort of. It looks like there were two different voice actors who played Magneto on this show. David Hemblin and George Murner. But it's not like there was a clean break where one of them started and did the first several episodes and then it switched over and it was the other guy. It looks like they switched back and forth a lot and I can't discern any rhyme or reason to why that happened. Maybe if I actually finished reading that X-Men the Animated Series book, I would know the answer. But for the moment... All we really need to know is that there are two different guys who played Magneto, and we've actually heard this voice actor before, so I'm not sure what it was about this particular episode that made it stand out to Ryan as wrong or different. I do know that that's something that happened with a few other characters on this show as well, though. Well, anyway... I don't know. We can try and do a previously in the X-Men, but there's no... We can. We have not seen Scarlet Witch or Quicksilver on this show. This is so weird. Okay, I'm going to preface this by saying this episode is about Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch discovering that Magneto is their father, but it's one of those situations, kind of like the Rogue situation where Rogue met Mystique, but they didn't know each other randomly in season one, and then they kind of retconned it and wrote this whole new story Rogue found out on this show. So. This is that, but like with Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, two characters we've never met never before met. on this show. Well, actually, no, we saw Quicksilver on the X Factor episode. Did we? I was wondering about that because I just can't remember, and I, I'm a thousand years old and I can't remember anything. But that no, because he was doing a bunch right. of flash tornadoes or whatever. And right. I remember that. But anyway, so this episode is about them discovering that Magneto is their father, but it's kind of suddenly thrown in there even though in the comic books scarlet witch and quicksilver both knew that from the get-go like as soon as the brotherhood of mutants was even introduced they were like this is our dad hey we're twins even though right. marvel has since retconned that to make it so that they're not so but i'm sure I that's gonna to get acknowledge that most people do because it's stupid and we all know it's gonna get retconned again once when the mcu inherits the x-men so because it happened during that time that's it was literally 2012 after they put scarlet witch into the, the marvel cinematic universe and then they were all like oh we don't need to like make her a mutant or Magneto's daughter. And then they got mutants again. And they're like, what if we give Wanda her own TV show to discover who she really is? So it's like a backward <laughs> situation happening now. I feel like what they're going to do on the TV show is have Wanda actually figure out that she's, she's a, mutant, a mutant and that yeah. she's not a mutate. But whatever. It doesn't matter. I think also... Is that what they said in the movie? I don't even remember that. No, but that is what they call her in the 2012 retcon. I wish I was reading about last night because I was angry and I wanted to know what That's- they were fucking about. stupid they talk about how she's a human who was mutated after i refuse the fact. to read that comic yeah, I book know, it's stupid so i actually do vaguely remember reading some 1970s comics about scarlet witch and quicksilver where they do learn that magneto is their father after the fact so i don't know if that's just a thing where they learn when they're relatively young but i do remember some of this storyline like with the cow lady like, okay I do well i do remember that the comics about that where well i mean it's all shown in this show where like they well a version of it is and this is this is is a very strange take on it they kind of looked at the pictures of the comic books and then wrote some crazy other thing 
I will say that some of it is accurate because I, well, yeah. I just I do have a memory of, of some of it. But anyway, we start out with Quicksilver and like I think what you're referring to earlier with how it feels like the Rogue Mystique episode is the fact that Xavier acts like we've known Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch this whole time. Oh like, yeah. Everybody does. All the X Men are like, Oh yeah, Quicksilver and, and Scarlet Witch. Those two guys. <laughs> we know them. We're far in, of we, X Factor. I know we're at the end of she's not part of X Factor, she's part of the Avengers. That's why she's she calling is part him. Of X- factor in this i think no she's not no they don't mention the avengers no okay wait let's talk about this so basically quicksilver <laughs> is talking to forge who's in charge of x factor on, on skype quicksilver yeah. and forge are skyping each other and then it fuzzes out because scarlet witch is hacking in and she screams quicksilver it's your sister which, which is, is a very hilarious. strange thing to say <laughs> to your brother like can you imagine either of us calling up either of our sisters on I'm facetime like, i'd be like, like me calling mink and being like mink it's your sister she'd be Call like, me. What is happening right now? <laughs> She'd it's be like, like really funny to me- imagine. Me I doing feel that. like she would be very wildly entertained. She'd be really scared by it, I think, because it's like <laughs> such a weird thing to say that she'd be like, "What?" Like I don't, I can't even imagine it. So then, what Quicksilver says in response, which is what confused me, is that he says, "I told you never to use X Factor override frequencies except in an emergency." So I was like, "Okay, so is she part of X Factor? She's she not. has the override frequencies, or is she an?" avenger because she should be an avenger because that's the costume she's wearing is from like the avengers comics yeah i know but also quicksilver is wearing his avengers costume and i don't know But he's not he's part of x factor according to this these two cross over between the two worlds consistently of course of course which is part of why they were such a rights issue for for fox Uh, and marvel well let's let's just let's just be thankful they're all under one roof now i you know i'll be thankful when i actually see how they handle it but anyway back to this episode (laughs) so scarlet witch is like it's father he's sick and agitated and wants us immediately so by this point in their history they should know that magneto is their dad right but it's not like fairly late in life so i was confused by this and i was like is it gonna be magneto that's sick but it's not. So Quicksilver is freaking out. He's like, okay, like, let's go visit our dad really quick. He runs out of the room. They get to show off his his powers. In case you didn't realize, he had super speed. They show him running over to his ship, the hummingbird. And by super speed, we mean he does a lot of cocaine. Yeah, but also he can run really fast. <laughs> Those are just both two unrelated facts about Quicksilver. So they get to southern Romania. And there's a man in a hospital bed with a huge beard. And I'm like, that's not Magneto. So Wanda... <laughs> You're like, who the... F- fuck is that it's Django. that's the name of their sir Django. Django. <laughs> that's not they actually never call him that well i know you have to read the comic the book comics, i know so i just am using it here for the sake of simplicity so wanda and quicksilver are at their surrogate dad's bedside and he's like revealing this secret to them finally and he's like now you must know so i can be at peace my children you mean everything to me and although maria and i raise you as our own we're not your natural parents and then like that's like a weird time to choose to do this you had your whole life dude to tell them they're in their 30s at this point well he says that the reason he's telling them now is because he's finally been granted permission to tell them by By who oh i guess he doesn't actually say whether the high evolutionary or bova tell him that he just says i have now been released from this vow and that is why i called you so i was like okay so they knew he was dying so they were like all right i guess you can finally tell the two kids who are adults by this point (laughs) yeah right who their actual dad is 
and mom. So I don't know. I, I truly don't know why that's the setup. So then we see a flashback of the thing that I do remember reading in the comics. It's the first of many, oh, yeah. by the way. We're going to have a lot of so flashbacks in here. there's Bova, who's this sort of anamorph. There's a lot of anamorphs in this episode. Okay, this is basically the X-Men crosses over with Thundercats briefly. It's so There's so many animal-human hybrids, so just strap in for that. So Bova is part cow, part human woman. <laughs> it, it looks stupid. She's also a midwife. You know, she actually looks exactly the same way in the comics. Like, they really did I know, I, re- I know that. Visual. All of them. They, they really look just like their comic yeah, book counterparts. They look very 70s. Everybody's super 70s in this app. So she has these two babies it's very she-ra actually because like there's the, it the, is. the little girl and the little boy baby and like the pink and the blue blankets and I it would be like, really what? funny if like quicksilver turned out to be he-man and scarlet which turned adorable. out to be she-ra somebody send that fan art to us at the mutant ages at gmail.com i, mean, I demand it you know scarlet which is wearing the identical boots to adora to princess adora she really is they're just like Oh, wait, no, hers are red, too. So, anyway. So, Bova drops off these two twin babies at Django and Maria's house and just gives them to them based on nothing, I guess. And then Wanda, in the present, interrupts and is like, who are our real parents? I know, Wanda's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Get to the fucking point and stop talking about this No, Wanda's like, like, so you're telling me that our parents were our mysteries and they were delivered to a you by a cow lady <laughs> yeah. like and Django is like listen yeah you gotta, <laughs> you gotta find the cow lady she, oh, by the way she lives on the highest mountain in a place in the world known as Wondagore and they're gonna say Wondagore 60 million times in this episode so and they say it like that too they keep on going Wondagore. it's up in Wondagore and we're like okay yeah calm down and then he's I, like but wait there's a there, there's that moment of Quicksilver being like do we buy all this <gasps> bullshit okay, I thought that was really funny like him just pulling Wanda aside. I enjoyed Quicksilver in this episode. Like I thought the writing. Well, was he's good. very Quicksilver. Yeah. I felt like they understood his character. I don't feel like they understood Wanda Not at, at all. all. Not at all. Yeah, she's like a very bland blank slate almost in this episode she's got like the polaris syndrome from the other x factor episode yeah, where she's, she's just, just like, like a woman <laughs> wildly out of character like, and nothing, just standing there really talking to her at all like she's just a woman with huge 80s hair so quicksilver is like yeah do we fucking buy this and wanda is like we have to check it out if only for him so that's not what i wrote down my note says scarlet which says i don't know our canon keeps changing but we should respect <laughs> the man who raised us anyway <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what she says. Okay, wait. This next scene okay, this is scene crazy. Is this I, this is when I started messaging Maddie during the episode that I was watching. I was like, "This is some really gay dramatic it's bullshit really that's about to happen." Funny. I mean, as as longtime Magneto Xavier shippers, we obviously this is really this scene. is up there. Yeah. So Magneto, we don't see this. We see we this silhouette see in a trench coat yeah. going through Xavier's front lawn, and all the security's <laughs> turning off. And then it goes to a shoot shot of either Xavier's bedroom or office. It's hard to tell because there's a knows? fireplace in every room of the fucking X-Mansion. <laughs> it's one room with a fireplace that Charles is sitting next to by himself. Right. And then suddenly we see the shadowy figure walk up behind him. And Xavier's just like, Magneto. Yeah, and Magneto's like, like I, very... I know you're there, dude. And <laughs> Wait, but I, I, I think he just has that really weird comment where he's like, 
very good, Charles. He's like, I'm glad you're, you're still looking nice and young. And it's like, oh, what? Are you saying he's just hot? Like, did you show up to tell Xavier that he's sexy? Like, Basically, what is happening? His actual line is, I see that old age hasn't dulled your powers. Wait, okay, about the same. Like, yeah, it really much. is just like... Xavier is like, right back at you, big boy. <laughs> I know, like, he really ridiculous. is. He's like, glad you still have a flair for the dramatic, if you catch my drift, wink, wink. And, and Magneto is like, it seems your security systems have electromagnetic vulnerabilities vulnerable what to else me has a vo- anyway. i know it's gonna be like are you also vulnerable to me I xavier that line is like a i see that you left some vulnerabilities specifically for me on purpose in your security i systems see that you so left that your I legs up in the air for me yeah and then <laughs> this is like, right. wolverine was on sentry duty what have you done to him and then Magneto okay but this is really hilarious on a screen that shows wolverine like tied up in bondage <laughs> and wolverine's just going ah <laughs> And which is actually really funny it is and Xavier just goes was all this necessary Magnus which is like also pretty funny and Magnus is just like not really it's <laughs> like, like honestly okay. no but I did want to talk to you about some shit which like, is like why didn't you just call him but okay this is like this this episode is pretty bonkers and is. I enjoyed it because it just is like wacky as fuck it is oh. I it's not good, but it's also great at the same time. Oh, but it's also funny because Magneto follows up by saying, I just needed a little privacy with you. And yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> this you? is so gay. <laughs> so he's like, I'm traveling to the Balkans, Charles. It's Magda. I've received news that she may be alive. And Xavier's like, don't you think this is a trap? Like, this seems really fucking weird. Also, Xavier's like, why did you sneak into my bedroom to tell me that you think your ex-wife is alive? What is this? <laughs> and then Magneto reveals the reason, which is that he's like, I think it is a trap based basically, but I want you to use Cerebro to make sure there are no mutants in the area and that there's no unusual activity. And Xavier's like, normally I wouldn't do that, but I do still want to fuck you, so I guess I will. I know, that's literally what happens. <laughs> and Magneto is like, Charles, no matter what happens to me, don't interfere. Don't. It's Okay, it's so dramatic. Magneto's like talking to his ex-boyfriend just being like, I'm gonna fuck my ex-wife but and don't, don't you dare follow me. And I'm like, okay. It's like, why did you come here? It's so dumb uh, yeah, I, because he i swear to god it's because magneto wanted to like make get Xavier xavier's jealous. attention yeah. yes i really i really think it was some like gay bullshit going it's on here gay bullshit and then also magneto being like i don't actually have any friends and i really need reinforcements so i'm gonna need you to send the x-men if anything goes horribly wrong <laughs> and tell them to be my friend temporarily <laughs> so then that magneto leaves and wolverine runs in a little late yeah, wolverine's like gets where is he <laughs> you know, wolverine's like flipping out yeah. and just like xavier's like you missed him good luck <laughs> good job and then Xavier's just kind of like, can you go follow him? And Wolverine's like, why? And Charles, Xavier's just like, just let, let me know if there's any trouble. And, I, and Wolverine's like, but I love trouble. And I was like, okay, Logan. By the way, there's this whole, the whole following sequences where Logan's around talking to a thing. He's talking to Beast, which I guess he's talking to him on the telephone, yeah. but Beast never responds. So I, I don't feel like Wolverine's actually talking to anyone. And I know I'm jumping ahead, but I just wanted to really point funny. out that Wolverine is crazy in this episode. Yeah, like he's, Wolverine is just like behind a tree monologuing at all of Magneto's actions for like the next yeah, hour well, He's trying life. to explain to the children that are watching the show what's happening by talking into you know a communicator what? that isn't even hilarious. on. I honestly I was thought here so for too. it. It was, was like, just, me too. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> 
was just like, I like that Wolverine is just narrating every single solitary crazy piece of shit happening. Anyway, <laughs> over on Wandagore Mountain, or it's actually Wandargore, but everybody pronounces it Wandagore. So it's whatever. actually Wandagore. It's actually Wanda Quicksilver, the twins. So <laughs> Wanda and Quicksilver go up the mountain. There's this steel warehouse that's like bolted to the side of it. It's they call it the Citadel later. It's very weird looking. It's actually very weird that nobody's noticed it before and all these yeah, weird animal hidden. hybrids are living up and here. And also like they alternately refer to this area as a mountain and also a valley which those things are opposites so that drove me crazy i was like are we in a valley are we on a mountain where is the warehouse is it hidden? nobody is knows it not? who cares who knows anyway they're in a location there's a bunch of pink lightning all around by the way pink and yellow lightning oh. and then this pink spark floats down it's and the 90s. It turns out it's a guy and it's the high evolutionary and he, yeah, he's wearing this like, crazy suit of armor by the way he looks like a robot he's very pink he's very he's gay, very gay everyone's he's, gay he's another gay villain on X-Men the animated series and he's like who trespasses in Wondagore and it's Pietro and Wanda Maximoff and they introduce themselves and they're like we're looking for this cow lady and he's like oh my god are you the twins and Wanda's like how do you know who we are and why do you know who we are and he's like I know but also the guy's like I don't want you to destroy everything I built and it was like what does it even mean What? who are you yeah, he's like how do I really know you're Wanda and Pietro because you could be spies sent to I know he does do shit. that shit it's so funny and quicksilver's just like shut the fuck up which i also thought was really funny he was just like we don't know who you are and we don't Quicksilver's like we don't care like shut up like I, this is so quicksilver he is not he's very sh- like, like it's, snarky I love the, and no nonsense and everything well he, i mean he is very sassy and gay but also i like the con- the contrast of quicksilver being somebody who's fast on his feet mm-hmm. but also like quick quick tempered yes, you know what i mean yes, like absolutely it works pretty i love well that as far as a character sketch goes it so, does but unfortunately scarlet witch is just like where is the midwife and we're like okay <laughs> thanks is thanks for contribution show. so she is not the high evolutionary is like i need to be sure who you are and i can only do that by letting you into the citadel that i just panicked about letting you into so anyway come, uh, come I know. on so he brings them inside there's a bunch of mutants and animorphs that are in body tanks it's a very weapon x style like there's a bunch of like yeah. cylinders filled with goo and yeah and you're waiting for mr sinister to walk out in high heels yes, and it doesn't happen it doesn't happen the high evolutionary is all we get and he doesn't turn out to be mr sinister it's a yeah, huge so we have the high heel evolutionary i don't know why i'm stuck on the heel thing right now I mean, but anyway i like high heel evolutionary as a nickname for this guy me too so he has them stand on this weird machine that looks like a scale or and they that somehow checks their dna against the don't they stick their hands in something yeah. i don't know and it like beeps perfect match and he's <laughs> like oh my god you're actually one and pietro and forgive my suspicions and pietro's like sure whatever take us to the cow lady so th- he takes them to the cow lady who's just sitting in a room by herself waiting for them she looks like she's in a prison sale i was yeah. like what but that's it turns out that she's not i guess i mean they never we never see her again in the entire rest of the episode she's i thought back. she was in more of this episode from what i remembered i thought she was at the end but she's not this is the only she's scene not. she's in this is the only time we see her and we never we never find out what her deal is which i guess that's fine so bova is like jane said you might come so like i guess she and Django have been calling each other on the phone this whole time and like nobody knew about they're it they're also fucking on the side i guess so and so quicksilver's like Django said you knew our natural parents and then 
there's this whole monologue where Bova describes this situation where, oh God, I, I like didn't write everything down because I, well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll write here. down, listen, let me do my, I did one of the Ryan recaps okay, where Quicksilver great. says, <laughs> Quicksilver says, who the fuck are our parents? And Boba says, your mother came to me in the middle of the winter, fearful of the man, mutant man who would come for his children. Yep. She ran into the snow and died out there. <laughs> Wanda. <laughs> How horrible. We'll never know her. Quicksilver. Who the fuck is our dad? Boba. Magneto. And Quicksilver says, let's kill the shit out of him. And the high evolutionary goes, but it will bring bloodshed. And that I, I just, I okay, had to okay, write all okay. that down. You did mix up one thing, which is actually that they don't know that Magneto is their dad yet. They just oh, know okay. that a, a mutant threatened their mother in some way and that he like killed some people near her. Oh, that's her. right. Because like, then he reveals it later. He, I forgot yeah, about that. There's a dramatic reveal later, but at first they just think that Magneto is the mutant who like killed a bunch of people in a village, scared their mother and led her to die in the snow while running away and trying to protect her children. They don't, for some reason, put it together that Magneto is their dad, even though based on those few clues, I feel like I would be pretty suspicious and be like, why was Magneto attacking the town? What actually happened there? What the fuck is going on? And the other thing that's suspicious is that Pietro and Wanda are like, great, let's find Magneto and immediately kill him. And the high yeah, evolutionary it's like, why? is like, great news. Magneto's actually right down the street at a graveyard with your mom's grave at it. And he visits it constantly. And that's where he is right now. And like, that's not <laughs> suspicious. That's also crazy for him to even say. He lists that off. And so so he, he the high evolutionary summons the Thundercats to come down, go down with Quicksilver yeah, and Scarlet so like, Witch. You're probably going to need backup if you're going to kill Magneto. Right. Okay. But also, this is really funny because... I was like, this scene made me laugh really hard because it just cuts to Wolverine like hanging out in a cemetery by himself, yes, and I'm like, like is this what Logan Magneto? does? <laughs> right? No. Okay. Well, that was funny because at first I was thinking, does Wolverine just hang out in cemeteries by himself? Yes. And then I look over Magneto, and it's actually Magneto who's hanging out in a cemetery by himself. <laughs> and I just think it's really funny that they're both doing this. It's very funny. Also, like Magneto has a piece of paper that just says "Meet at Magda's Marker, 10 p.m." on it, and he's just looking at it. And this piece of paper is never explained like i was waiting for it to be revealed that the high evolutionary arranged for magneto to be there but that is never actually no there's there's no magda actually did send it no she didn't because she's dead her ghost sent it (laughs) okay (laughs) it was a ghostbuster situation the only way that this makes any fucking sense is if somehow the high evolutionary arranged all of this like if he told bova like you need to reveal to Django, who will then reveal to the kids that they're this is crazy that makes no sense i'm already over that idea doesn't the episode doesn't actually make any sense unless the high evolutionary is behind it what part of this episode even makes sense like don't worry about the note how about the whole episode none of it makes any sense so anyway magneto is looking into the mist and like waiting for his dead wife to show up and not be dead after all and he sees a cloaked figure <laughs> and it, it this cloaked figure isn't it's his talking wife, in the, the oh my god this this cloaked figure is just standing there like it's me magneto it's your wife. this is definitely this is definitely a lady's voice and i was like oh my god and magneto's falling for it yeah, he's like, like why is he for it? i'm so sorry i was a piece of shit i was afraid of coming out of the closet and it destroyed the world and said but i miss you magna and so but then, then it takes she off. takes off her cloak and then it's just this goat anamorph <laughs> 
I laughed really hard because it, it was like, like ah. how did Benito not recognize that this goat didn't have his wife's voice? Like, what is happening? So anyway, that's really funny because my ne- Maddie, my next note is in the same lines. It just says, "What the fuck is this episode?" It's not going to get any easier to understand. So then all of the other animorphs just start attacking him. Also, Quicksilver right. does. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch zip in there, and they they're like, "We're here to get revenge for the one who's." fallen in your path and that's when Magneto's like you're gonna need to get a little more specific because I've killed a lot of people okay which is really funny but also to be fair that is a really weird thing to shout at somebody it's like like, you are responsible for the one who has fallen it was like okay Magneto's like what what the fuck (laughs) yeah like are you saying I killed somebody or I just like beat somebody up at one point like yeah was it Xavier who knows Quicksilver just screams it was our mother and then he runs around and makes a tornado and knocks knocks Magneto over really is the only power that that <laughs> yeah, has yeah. and then Wolverine in the back this is background. okay this is Wolverine starts talking to the to the <laughs> beast on his cell phone but doesn't like beast never responds so I don't think he's actually there this entire fight like, <laughs> that's more is, accurate like, literally live tweeting it he's like okay so Magneto just stepped into a trap set by Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch <laughs> and now these fucking animorphs are here and shit is getting really crazy and like he's just I like, don't know and then Scarlet Witch starts right he's not doing anything Scarlet Witch was using her powers which are green by the way okay, which yeah. what Witch's is powers, that Scarlet Witch's powers are having Wonder Woman's whip and shooting green beams at people I don't <laughs> I was like what are these things that Scarlet Witch does not do okay I don't know so also Magneto's powers are wrong in this like he just straight up has telekinesis at one point and lifts up Quicksilver (laughs) and Scarlet Witch into the air so I was just like okay so I guess they're both wearing a lot of metal that's the only explanation of that but then a random hippo charges into him who is wearing a full suit of armor and Magneto doesn't prevent that from happening so all of that is stupid meanwhile Wolverine wait just can you listen to what you just said I know a hippo in armor charged at Magneto and Magneto's powers didn't work oh my god so Wolverine goes you ought to see it Hank it's the blasted island of Dr. Moreau I hate to see everybody piling on even on Magneto okay do something a couple of cat guys show up there's like a lion guy and like a cat guy and they're grabbing Magneto. the thundercats it's a lion and a tiger yeah and so then scarlet witch ties him up with her whip and then hangs him from a tree and then quicksilver screams <laughs> he's ours and i was like wow this is getting really dark like they're just gonna like okay but also magneto? is quicksilver like, going to happening? fuck magneto i don't know what's happening I, it's really weird i anyway there's a commercial break and then when it comes back from commercial break all the animorphs betray uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch suddenly like they just suddenly grab Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and handcuff them and also yeah and they just start like down for the count immediately you know Scarlet Witch she has the power to fucking change change it. reality and she's I, like, yeah I, I don't, don't know these handcuffs are really tight <laughs> Wolverine Wolverine <laughs> finally is like I guess I'm gonna intervene and pops his claws busts out there starts fighting Magneto screams no and then busts out of the ropes like it's no fucking problem for him well why was he waiting you know it's know. come on he does this multiple times in the episode where he's like incapacitated briefly I don't know but then there's like great exchange where Logan is like for some stupid reason Xavier was worried about you probably because you two can't stop fucking yeah. and Magneto is like I told Xavier not to interfere and, <laughs> and Logan's goes, like don't I don't fucking care thanking me dirtbag I thought all that was yeah. very funny and I enjoyed I thought it, it was 
the funny too. This like, suddenly there's a bunch of poison gas because sure, I don't even know where I, it came from. I don't even from. know where it comes to. Did it, was it was the cemetery fake and it just has a bunch of gas underneath the graves? Or was the did the animals have some type of poison gas with them that they just released to put everybody? I don't to know. Sleep? My note doesn't even say anything helpful. It says everyone chokes, but it's not on Cox yet. <laughs> so they all pass out, and then Xavier's calling Wolverine on his communicator and screaming Wolverine uselessly. And then we go back to the mansion, the X mansion, and we see Wol- we see Xavier and Beast who are just fucking sitting there, like, "Wow, this sounds bad." <laughs> Wait, I know, but it's like great because Xavier's like, "Why would X Factor attack Magneto?" And Beast is like, "I don't fucking know." Who? <laughs> <laughs> it's like just confused, and like Xavier's like, "Fine, let's get the Blackbird and just fucking go there because like we are <laughs> not going to be able to solve this one remotely." I know Beast is just like, "I don't, I don't want you what, what you, what, I don't know what you want me to tell you, dude." I have no idea. Also, like, why are they part of X Factor? Also, who cares? And they could have just called Forge, but they don't. They skip that. Step. I mean, they really could have just done that. It'd be like, "Hey, do you know where Quicksilver is?" No. Okay, I think there's a problem. Yeah. So, meanwhile. Now, Magneto, Wolverine, and the twins have all been kidnapped, and they're inside the Citadel, and they're encased in these yellow goo molds, which I it's, don't know It really what that looks is. like, um, what the fuck is that shit called with the dinosaurs? The amber. Oh, yeah. That's what it looks like it to me. It does look kind of like that's, amber. I feel like it's supposed to be amber. Why? Why, though? Why does anything happen in this episode? <laughs> I like how I genuinely asked you that like you were going to know. <laughs> okay, okay, my next line is Logan saying, what the fuck is happening? Okay, that's also what I wrote down for Logan's line here. I, d- I don't actually think he says the F word, but he may okay, as well. How, well. How many times in this episode alone, outside of us, has a character been like, what is happening? What's going on? Who's this? You know, like, it, and it's not like ever explained or what it d- is explained. It's not explained very well. And this is the season finale, by the way. <laughs> so Magneto just goes i'm not sure which is a fair thing to respond <laughs> so magneto is like balkan legend has it that a mystical valley known as wondagore is in these mountains if this is that valley then i know who's behind these attacks and then the high evolutionary strolls in and he's like an excellent memory magnus as a young man you sought but never found my world and now you shall number among its saviors which is a sentence that i have no fucking idea what it means but i wrote it down anyway i don't know either way yeah so magnus is like what the fuck is going on though and did you kill magna and high evolutionary is like one question at a time so anyway creation is painstaking work <laughs> it's like very mr sister where he's like why question at a time he's very let me continue like talking that. about my experiment yeah and he's like it's taken me decades to create this small colony of enhanced creatures and then he wakes up the oh by the way uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were asleep this entire time. We forgot to mention that. And also, I didn't even know they were asleep until the scene where the High Evolutionary is like, wake up. Well, Scarlet they were knocked out by the gas. I forgot but about why that. Why were Logan and Magneto not? Who cares? It doesn't matter. So then High Evolutionary says more science fiction bullshit that doesn't work, but I wrote it down and here's what it is. Scarlet Witch possesses the mastery of probability, which will increase my chances of matching genetic codes. And together with the speed enhancing powers of her brother's DNA, I'm now able to complete a year's work in seconds. That does that not like a bunch make of bullshit. any sense <laughs> No, it doesn't. And then he turns to Magneto and he's like, you're the final piece in the grand design of earthly salvation, which I, I don't know why he's talking about salvation. I don't know what he 
he's even saying anymore like, what he's like i need to save the world but like don't ask me how anyway samples of your dna taken while you sleep have bonded with that of the twins to make every one of my flawless ideal creations vital and strong again this, this I don't know oh what my god i didn't write any of this down because i thought it was all it didn't it's make any garbage. sense and i didn't care trash and garbage and he concludes by by revealing the big old bombshell which is that magneto is their dad and then everybody freaks the fuck out and yeah, everyone just has this moment. They all start screaming. I know. And then, meanwhile, High Evolution just decides to throw. Like takes advantage of the chaos by freeing Wolverine and throwing and throwing him into a Weapon X tattoo. But I was like, oh no, is he gonna start screaming? My memories. And he doesn't. Instead, he turns into a fucking werewolf. Like, <laughs> There's a toy of that, by the way. I had that toy. You I don't had, know what happened wait, to the it. The toy just from this episode of him turning into a werewolf. Well, I mean, I think it was from a comic oh, book, but there's a whole so many comics. The, I don't know. Lines. Well, there's a comic book where Wolverine does turn into werewolf and he joins like this werewolf pack, but they don't like him. Is it the high evolutionary who turns him into the werewolf or no? No, I don't think that's what happened. I think the werewolf has magic or something like that. It's been a really long time, okay. and it's a really weird-ass comic. I mean, I sort of get how the High Evolutionary would do this, because, like, he has the power to do that, but... Or at least, like... Well, that's not what's the happening. The science uh, proficiency to do that. But anyway, he he turns I Logan don't know, but in, it doesn't matter. He just, like, opens a tube and lets him leave. Yeah, he... Well, Logan breaks out of the tube, and the High Evolutionary doesn't fucking stop it. He's just like, yeah, this is what I wanted. Like, why did he do this? <laughs> I don't know, but a different mutant alarm goes off. Yeah, and Xavier. Alarm goes off. Okay, wait, too. this is so fucking funny, though, because the Blackbird shows up and, like, all the Thundercats are standing outside yes. and, like, the ramp comes down. They're standing there and Xavier Beast just casually walked down and they're just like, wow, this is certainly strange. And, like, all the mutants are like, just immediately what? attack them and Xavier's like, this is odd. And Beast <laughs> is like, amazing. The creatures are just as Wolverine described them. N- neither man nor Beast, much as I have been described. And Beast oh my is just God. Like monologuing at the animals about how similar they are. And he's like, I doubt we have time to discuss it. And it's like, yeah, dude, you don't have time. So Xavier. Okay, wait. So this whole next scene, though, is like when Magneto frees both Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and is like, we need to escape. And we go into like a 20 minute fucking like escape fight scene. Okay, but like you're forgetting about the brief family therapy session that the three of them do before that, which is that Magneto is like trying to explain to them the whole situation with him and Magda. And he's like, your mother was a gentle woman. The world I fought for frightened her. I frightened her. She left without telling me that you two were to be born. And then Pietro immediately still Was she afraid him. of the gays? What's happening? I don't know. So like, this is kind of a weird situation where I'm like, is Magneto fully responsible for Magda's death? And like, I genuinely don't know what I think. So like, she's afraid of Magneto. We don't really know why or if that's justified or not. And it's not going to be explained within this episode, but she runs off on her own into the, into the snow and dies and the babies survive somehow. But like, is that Magneto's fault? I guess so. No. It's kind of questionable. I don't know. I don't, yeah, well, we don't really... She was just so terrified she ran into the snow and died. And it's like, we're never going to find out on this show. Yeah, That's yeah, just I not going to happen. And so then Pietro goes, you destroyed her. And I suppose your unhappiness makes everything all right. Which I was like, that's a fair point. Like... Yeah. But Quicksilver, you don't know anything about him. Yeah, that's true. But also, like, whatever. So Magneto he's, goes... He's like, I watched the news and you seem sad. 
<laughs> and Magneto goes, no, Pietro, I'm afraid nothing ever will. And now that I know that with now that I know what this is all about, I shall hold back no longer. We shall not perish at the hands of a psychotic biologist. And then he breaks them all out of the yellow goo, which he apparently could do all along and just chose not to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then they all rush off and fight fight everybody. This for is like, like straight out of no, and it's straight out of like mask or GI Joe because they all have these weird vehicles. This they is when I was like, bikes. yeah, they, this is when you were sending me a million DMs screaming about the hover bikes, which is fair because I don't know. Okay, why but the also I feel like bikes. all of this is like marketing towards toys that yes. may or may not have ever come out. And if they did come out, I want Scarlet Witch on a hover bike. Yeah, it is cool. So like all the animals have hover bikes, and Scarlet Witch at one point like flings herself up onto one and kicks one somebody off of one which like which is actually kind of badass it is badass but i was also like what are wanda's powers and she keeps shooting green beams at people and i keep i don't know what is happening right now also there's a point where like a guy just grabs xavier and he screams and like doesn't do anything (laughs) that was really funny beast manages to get xavier out of it by distracting the guy by climbing a tree and then the guy's like i gotta get beast he's in a tree and then beast jumps out of the tree and saves xavier which i know it's like have worked so wait but i like i like beast picking up xavier in his chair yes. just like casually holding it over his shoulder that was pretty great it was and so then the climax of this is pietro being like they're getting away and then like running after all of the animals towards the citadel and then as he's running towards it he gets hit by lightning and he falls somehow and then falls into magneto's arms and magneto who screams, screams son, my son which i was like okay i don't know if that would be an automatic reaction this is a, but he doesn't bother trying to catch wanda wanda just falls into a tree and no catches her which is kind of funny actually. i know but she gets up looking a little distraught and annoyed that nobody even tried it's kind of funny she's kind of like wow i guess nobody loves me so then <laughs> okay a but fucking ufo shows <laughs> I don't even know what this episode. Well, I think is. That, I don't even know. I felt like the building turned into the UFO, but I think it just shot out of the building. That's what I think happened. And the okay, UFO, okay. UFO flies around and it beams up all, all the, the Thundercats. Yeah, all and of them. I guess that's how they got off of Thundera. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is the High Evolutionary? That's his ship, I guess, and it's just beaming up all the Thundercats, and that's what's yeah. happening. They don't explain that, by the way. They don't say no, that. No, there's just a UFO here. And then Magneto responds where it's like, there's nowhere on this planet for him to hide from me. And I was like, Magneto, why are you so mad right now? I don't know. And Scarlet Witch just goes, what is happening? And I wrote, okay, and she, and she says question. that because like the world starts melting. disappearing and the trees melt into the ground. Yeah. And Wanda's just like, what the fuck is happening now? Who has my powers that's not me? And then Wolverine turns back into Wolverine in Hank's arms, which is weird in and of itself. Well, it's also like also wolverine's legs are up in the air again like this is the second time in a row we've seen wolverine just be like on his like back with his legs up in the air yeah. and he's like he's like hank it's like what's happening <laughs> he's like I know why are you mounting me i know you're gonna have a good explanation for this hank but right now how about giving me some air and then hank is like fascinating a world created sustained and then lost by a single man that's the most explanation we're gonna get on this ship by the way is that <laughs> apparently high evolutionary like created this entire mountain and area and as soon as he left in his little ufo it's all done. It was all hallucination. Was all I don't know. I don't. I don't fucking know. So Who then, even knows? Everything melted away. 
Magnus, Magneto brings Pietro back to Wanda and they hug each other. Well, not not Magneto. Pietro and Wanda hug each other. Magneto is not a part of their yeah, lives. Yeah, they make out a little bit. And then, yeah, it's kind of, it's weirdly sexual. But the two of them have always been like weirdly close. I was going to say. That's like it's part like, of how they are. Um, yeah. So Magneto goes, knowing you too, my life can never be the same. Perhaps in time we could get to know each other better. And Pietro's like, after what you did to our mother. And Magneto's like, I have no excuses. Losing Magna is the greatest regret of my life. Not a day goes by that I don't think of my love for her. But as for the two of you, I swear I would have come for you if I'd known you were alive. And Wanda's like, we'll never know, old man. And then Pietro Oh my picks God, her it's up. so much. He picks her up in a princess carry and just runs away really fast, which is like a, just a That's funny, it. like not dramatic exit. Like it's supposed to be dramatic, but it just looks like they're throwing a little I tantrum. mean, that's pretty much how it ends. It's just like this like one little bit at the end between Magneto and Xavier. Yeah. And Magneto's like, how will they ever forgive me for what I did to their mother? And Xavier's like, give them time. Perhaps their wounds will heal. And then Beast fucking pops in with a poetry quote where he's like, <laughs> to quote Isaac Watts, time like an ever rolling stream bears all its sons away. They fly forgotten as a dream dies at the opening of day. And Magneto just goes, it's like, shut the fuck he up. He literally goes, you don't know. None of you will ever know and flies away, which I was like, honestly legit like I mean, yeah just, like, seriously fuck off and then leaves and it's like the saddest ending ever because xavier just looks after and be like goodbye my my lover my butt buddy yeah and then it's credits it just fucking yeah credits. it's like it's like it's so sad it's like and i was like uh, you know yeah it's what was all that what genuinely what the fuck did we watch <laughs> Like, it was like fan fiction, right? I know we're supposed to do politics right now. I don't know what the politics are, truly. Um. Okay. So. So like Magneto uh, destroyed a village, here. and I, I, I really wish they had given us more information about the Magneto Magda fight. Like genuinely, I feel like it sounds interesting. Why was she afraid of him? What was the situation there? And like, also, there's the whole aspect where like. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver originally are these like mixed race characters who have the their Romani mother and they have their Jewish father and like they have all the hangups of like both of these different cultures oh, that they, are like they, yeah, they have their cow their yeah, cow they have that's the cow like lady like I feel like those that is an important <laughs> part of their story is that like they're they're wanderers they're oppressed they're excluded from society and like they're also mutants on top of that and like that's interesting but none of that is actually in this episode at all no. And, and instead, it's not. we just have this like weird ass situation where Magneto's like, I don't know. I guess I freaked your mom out. Um, CBH, I don't know what went wrong there. <laughs> it's like, what the you know, fuck, I dude? don't know either. And then there's like this whole shit with the high evolutionary yeah. creating species, which, okay, so he's got all these species that he created, and I, you can't even. Like, I, 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 I tried coming up with some career coding to this okay, where I was okay. like, okay, so, so, but it doesn't work, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm ready. It, I'm ready. it doesn't work for anybody, even if you choose any minority, it yeah, really it does not work. It's just, so it's, basically, imagine the high evolutionary is like, what if I take straight people and gay people and combine them together? And then I have bisexual people, <laughs> but there's no room for them to, in the world. So we're going to go live on a mountain. Yeah. And it's like, what if we take like black people and white people, and put them together, which is obviously all this has already happened at yes, this point in course. the real world. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, 
it's like it's like this idea of integration and how and that how is just not accepted abominations and like that's because they're integrated like... i don't know it's very weird and like or if like you, if you're integrated or like have a child together then like you've created an abomination like if a white man and a black woman were together like that would be taboo and imagine what the baby would look like you know like that was like how it was back then not that i'm saying that it was right because it absolutely was not right um right. but that's the closest i could i could extrapolate from this but I don't think so. I was just a really trying to pull something for politics, and that's what I came up with. I'm not sure. I think instead it's more just these characters don't have rights because they're like created like slaves in this lab, which is sort of interesting, but it's not something that is delved into. Well, that's something that either. you and I have visited in our actual scripts of Gino, where it's kind of like we have a bunch of like lab agents. But we that, are that's far just from the they... only people to come up with that as a sci-fi No, premise. that's like a pretty overdone sci-fi idea at I mean, this heck, point. I mean, it's in Gargoyles. Like, you know, no, it's it been, was in it's been fucking done. Star Wars. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. So th- there's that aspect of it, which is kind of like these characters are being forced to fight for the high evolutionary. But there's no that's not delved into at all. Like, none of no, that. it's and not even the idea of him creating his own laboratory in his own secret world. And like, I can't tell what his motivation is because he keeps saying, like, I need to use your special DNA to save the world, like Wanda and Pietro and Magnus's DNA. He's like, that's what I need to save the world. But he doesn't actually, like, explain what that is. So I don't fully understand where he's going with his supervillain idea. So I don't, I don't know how know to interpret either. it because it's like, it's never actually revealed. And then he just flies away in a ship and he's like, oh, well, I guess I'm not going to save the world in whatever dumbass way I thought was going to work. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, dude, you weren't. You, you had a bad idea like stop making cow ladies like just let people live like don't turn them into cows just don't, just don't do that like just i don't, don't know what do you're it, even trying man. to accomplish here don't put people into a tube and turn them into a werewolf i'm just gonna go ahead and take that political stance i think it's wrong i think it's wrong I, to turn people into werewolves non-consensually i'll just say that if you want to be a werewolf on your own that's fine but don't do it sure. without somebody's consent if you're first opting in to becoming a werewolf i'm in favor of that but if you're gonna force somebody into a werewolf tube like happens to wolverine in this episode that's morally wrong and I right. stand by it. I stand by it too. Okay, so the only <laughs> other politic that I want to touch on is the idea that Magneto was like so Yay. intensely. Poli- <laughs> no, well that that's later. But <laughs> yeah, Magneto is so intensely politically driven to fight for you know, like just right. being like I'm such an activist to the point that, that the I'm person like that he was with, like my my wife. Yeah, that's true. right, right. And so this person that I love. It's like you are taking your activism too far and I'm terrified of what you're doing. I need to get away from you. Like, right. you know, which is sad. It's something that the average person can really relate to as well, or at least I can, where sometimes you're you're dating somebody or with somebody or whatever, even just friends with somebody and like you just end up getting into some political disagreement or somebody just goes way too fucking far and you're like I know and you're just like Well, I mean that's what happened between Xavier and Misty Face, whatever her name was. Right. Amelia. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting and again this is why i don't why i'm disappointed this episode didn't delve more into what that looked into like any of that ideas because magda is i mean as far as we know a human in this in the world of this so like her her fight in the world is not the same as magneto's fight so like that that affects her i don't know it's just it's an interesting dynamic that the episode just chose not to delve into at all and also it's too bad they have this woman die and they never even show her to us or like actually have her be a part of the episode at all which is kind of sad honestly especially given that scarlet witch isn't really given much time to shine like it's it's just a little bit disappointing to me but at least quicksilver's cool and there's that definitely gay i mean everybody's kind of gay in this 
It's true. So, yeah. But we talk about that in a different whole other section on this Which show. Which we'll get to, but we do that after Who's That X-Men. Oh, do we have one? We do. We have a brief one. Okay, great. I'm ready. Ready? Who's That X-Men? <laughs> I like how we manage to do it differently every time. Okay, so... <laughs> it's how you um, know we're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it right uh so today we're going to discuss the high evolutionary but we're not talking about his whole comic book history because a i don't like this character b i don't care c he's really more of an avengers character so i'm just going to talk about where this episode is really coming from and his and a little bit of his origin because i just want to explain that so i kept it short great um and we're not talking about scarlet which are quicksilver because when we get to x-men evolution they both have their own spotlight episode so they will get their highlights then Cool. I just was definitely not going to do them both I in know, one sitting. I, I knew it would be too hard to do both of them, and I figured you would want to choose. Also, they, oh, they are those characters. They are another example of characters that have such an extensive comic book history, I and know. since they are also Avengers characters, it's even like worse than Wolverine. It's, it's I, gonna be really I dread long. the day I have to do those notes. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the High Evolutionary. His real name is Herbert Edgar Windham. And his abilities include superhuman intelligence, telepathy, telekinesis, precognition, and cosmic awareness. He first appeared in the Mighty Thor number 134. So there we go. We're already out of the X-Men world just where we start. Um, He was born in Manchester, England. And while he was a student in Oxford in the 1930s, he was very interested in the genetic work of Mr. Sinister Sinister, and began experimenting with his own genetic manipulation. Sure. He built... A machine, the genetic accelerator, in which he attempted to evolve rats in, in his mother's basement. This was rejected, and so he was then uh, kicked out of the university. Um, but while he was attending a genetics conference, uh, Herbert was approached by the inhuman geneticist, Fader, who handed him papers containing the blueprints of cracking the genetic code. And with this, he was able to success- successfully develop a serum called Isotope A, um, so he evolved his pet this is actually really sad I hate this plot point but he evolved his pet Dalmatian into a humanoid life form but Oof. it only had the intelligence of like a chimpanzee this is like some full metal alchemist shit like I'm- I thought the same fucking thing and oh. I don't even like know past episode 10 of that show I just got far enough to see that stupid thing with the girl merged with like her dog uh, yeah. and that was enough anyway so the dog's outside the poor dog gets shot by poachers and herbert realizes that creatures he's creating will never be able to live in the human world which is what i was this it made me think a little bit of about the the idea yeah they're kind of like the morlocks in some ways but but yeah it's not quite anyway continue no it's not because the morlocks are already mutated which makes a little bit more sense and like more closely aligns with like real world political things which we pointed out whereas this is kind of like why is this guy doing this? Like, stop turning people into dogs, man. Like- Just stop doing that. That's a weird fucking thing to do, Full Metal Alchemist. Anyway, he partnered with Jessica Drew's dad, Jonathan Drew. Um, this is important. Jessica Drew is Spider-Woman. And, right, uh, of course. The High Evolutionary has a very prominent role in her history as well which is why i'm just like we're not going to get into all the avenger stuff Mm -hmm. and so he moved his experience to the seclusion of the wendigore mountain herbert and jonathan continued their experiments until jonathan's daughter jessica drew also known as spider woman fell ill from uranium poisoning after jonathan's wife was killed by a werewolf the two scientists parted ways herbert developed a protective suit of silver armor to protect himself from the uranium and that's when he became the high evolutionary uh, working with Miles Warren, Warren, who later became Jackal, her, Jackal, the High Evolutionary was able to create the half-human, half-animal successfully, and he called them new men. 
Jonathan Drew returned later to Wondergore Mountain, possessed by a ghost of the 6th century magician, and trained the new men to fight like the knight, like knights. I only included that fucking bullshit, Batty, because we <laughs> were trying to explain why all these uh, weird animal people were also fighting in the name of the I High mean, Evolutionary. It's, and it's actually because they were trained it. not really well. Uh, and then eventually a pregnant woman named Magda sought refuge at Herbert Citadel and gave birth to Pietro and Wando. Herbert attempted to find foster parents for the children after Magda had died, but he couldn't find anyone suitable for them, so he put them in stasis for a little while. And then eventually they were raised by Roma Django and Maria Maximoff. Right. Uh, the High Evolutionary continued to be a prominent character and villain in the Thor comics and the Avengers, but we're not going to touch any of that because it's almost entirely unrelated to the X-Men. And if we ever have an Avengers show, which we probably never will, uh, <laughs> you know, we can do it then. But he is more tightly, th- closely tied in with uh, Spider-Woman and Thor and just generally the Avengers. And there's a couple moments where he recrosses into the X-Men world. Like, I think he uh, kind of turns a page and goes good and, like, approaches Mr. Sinister and is like, your geneticism is bad. And Mr. <laughs> Sinister is like, I don't care about you, queer. And it's like, but uh, Mr. Sinister, you care about all the queers. What are you talking about? So, anyway. Yeah, but he's very competitive. I understand. Well, he's also very judgy. So, I mean, there's that. Uh-huh. I just wanted to explain that, like, this whole episode was drawn out of, like, maybe three pages in a comic book. So. Yeah, yes, it was. I Plus, a different comic book where Wolverine becomes a werewolf. But who's to say what that's truly from or who anyone is in this freaking episode? I know. I know. <laughs> it's great. Thanks for doing that. Okay. You're welcome. Goodbye, everyone. I've done my piece today. Except not <laughs> goodbye because we have more show to do. We should talk we do. about. Oh, well, I guess we could rate the episode. We already forgot to do that. When do we do uh, I'm that? Gonna, I'm going to give like a two out of five X's and we don't have a prominent place. We just throw it wherever. Yeah, we truly just rate the episode whenever the fuck we feel like it. Yeah, I guess I'll give it a two also. It's it's one of those episodes that's hard to rate because I actually do recommend watching it because I found it extremely because it's funny, fun and I laughed a lot. But it's good. not actually good. And also it doesn't have any overall bearing on the TV show it itself doesn't. and it's, it's it doesn't another, give us like, characters to well, I guess it does for Magneto because Magneto is a consistent character, I mean, okay, but we never guess... see these characters again, you know, so it's just kind of a waste. I mean, maybe we do in season five and we've just forgotten about it. Like maybe Quicksilver. I'm and sure they're fucking standing in the background of some landscape somewhere because there's a lot of those in this show. And I guess it is good. Ultimately, that Magneto introduced it's introduced that Magneto has kids. Like, I, I think that does make sense. And it's like important to his character. So in that sense, I guess the episode needs to be watched. It's just deeply funny that this is how they went about revealing that, <laughs> and that like, most of the episode is magneto getting piled on by like cat men and a hippo wearing a suit of armor it's very strange like, why why i don't know and also i i feel like this episode like it could have been good but it wasn't and instead we have all this batch it's, it's not something that's required to watch i want to say this is a must watch it's something to watch if you like want to laugh if you want to if you want to get high this, whatever yeah you know. I, whatever you want to do i don't it's just not necessary i enjoyed it because i thought it was really silly and reminded me of a lot of different 80s cartoons which we referenced throughout this episode of course but you know i don't think it's actually necessary to watch it's just it's kind of like blah as not i don't i mean also maybe just me might just be me being exhausted from x-men the animated series not that it's a bad show but it's it, it definitely it is starting lost. to get a bit exhausting i know what you mean well, yeah because like seasons one two three were really good because they like had the whole overarching 
plot well, lines and even the things messages like uh, you know i think it's really shown in our politics sections lately that we've been like really struggling to find some of the themes that were there in the first three seasons yeah and that in these in these more recent episodes there have been a lot of like one-offs where a lot of the political sections have been about how we didn't think the politics of the episode were good <laughs> like <laughs> well this is one of them this is one of them unfortunately so there's that as well did you just drop your microphone again <laughs> no i dropped something else don't worry about it Oh my god. I'm down underneath the desk now. Alright, anyway, I'm back. <laughs> okay, well that's that's enough talking about <laughs> that. Do you wanna talk about who's gay? The X-Men Okay, it is Magneto. He's okay, really I know he's searching for his this. dead wife, but like, I really feel no, like I like your headcanon for it though, which is that his wife finds out that he's gay. She's disappointed. Also, he's kind of a dick, and so she's just like, "I'm just gonna go." And like, that... yeah, but also like that whole scene where he like takes the time to break into Xavier's yes. bedroom to be like, "Just so you know, my dead wife might be alive, and don't you follow me or care about me, Xavier." And he's like, also, you're really sexy. And I was like, okay, Magdu, what are you even doing here? And then also, Xavier's like waggling his eyebrows in response and being like, well, I should be calling the cops on you right now, but I guess I, I know. won't because I love I you. I know. It's just so <laughs> funny. And like, Magdu's like, and he's like, but where's Wolverine? And Magdu's like, I want a little privacy with you as he caresses Xavier's lips. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. I also like, I don't know that it's gay like i don't know that i can make the argument it's gay but it like wolverine standing behind the tree monologuing about everything that was happening like i don't know i just found it really funny like i okay that's nothing to do with it being gay but that is, is very funny in the sense that he's like fetishizing magneto and just like following him around and be like here's what he's doing now okay here's what he's okay doing like now. in a weird live journal way like <laughs> or like the, <laughs> it's just like somebody updating their twitter being like I'm following a celebrity and he's still really hot and now he's drinking some tea and now he brushed his hair. <laughs> yeah, like it has this sort of gossip columnist energy that like Logan doesn't ordinarily have at all. So like that's part well, of Well, but apparently so he does with Beast. And also I find, okay, Wolverine and Beast are somebody who I do occasionally ship yeah, and I feel like this was one of those situations. And this this really does bring that out in both of them because it's like Logan calling Beast and being like, hey, you'll never guess what Magneto is doing now. And it's like, what are, okay, you guys are just dating and it's really cute so yeah it really it. is cute i would also argue that quicksilver is gay but he doesn't say anything to actually other being like then sassy and starky which doesn't mean you're actually gay but he you always reads it's as our gay show and we get to just decide who's gay he's, well he's also one of those characters <laughs> that like a lot of people some like writers on the x-men and also a lot of fans have been like quicksilver's gay right like that's his thing even though he's got a kid but that doesn't mean anything you know <laughs> it doesn't mean anything and i also feel like his relationship with wanda is like less creepy and incestuous seeming if he's gay so i like that idea because then he's yeah kinda, it's kind of more like a gay best friend relationship but also they're related right and that's like easier for me to stomach if they're hugging all the time which they are <laughs> and it's just well, they're weird. always like touching each other i, I mean know. like my sister and i will like hug each other when we're saying goodbye or whatever or if like we're having an emotional moment sure but like we don't sit there like on top of each other because that is weird it is so it is what they do they're they're strange characters but they've always kind of been like that this episode is just kind of strange i mean let's just throw that out let's float that out there oh, you know totally so reader mail yeah reader mail 
Uh, so most of most of our, our reader mail is actually like from other stuff this week, just because like we shot we record these two episodes very closely to each other again. Yeah. Um. So this is actually from the Mutant Ages Twitter, in which uh, we posted the Ravages of Apocalypse, Mister Sinister City, which is the Ravages of Apocalypse on YouTube. Is this game we're playing that was a Quake conversion game? Yeah, we're playing it on our YouTube channel. Yeah, and we're f- it was featured all the X Men clones, and you're going around shooting them, and you're set by Magneto to kill Mister Sinister's X Men clones. Mm-hmm. And so you're in this like weird city, and we kept on calling it Mister Sinister City, in which somebody replied. I wish Mr. Sinister had a bit more ambiance than just constant win. Where are the pulsing Victorian club beats? <laughs> yeah. And I felt like that was fair and I had to share that on here. It is fair. I feel like Mr. Sinister City really could have been jazzed up a lot more and it just yeah. wasn't. Uh, and then this is this is just fun, but I I don't remember what I posted, but I posted something on Reddit and was related to the Beaten Ages and somebody commented. And I, I think we were, t- we were talking about Mr. Sinister. So he goes, this person wrote, he's my pick for the first X, the first MCU X-Men villain. Any good movie needs a strong theme and much like Guardians of the Galaxy and probably whatever MCU F4 movie gets made. <laughs> part of the theme for X-Men is likely to be family and an obvious branch off of that is genetics. Right. My That's idea would true. be to make Magneto a longtime prisoner of Hydra. Think like the movie Old Boy, echoing his comic origin of being in the Holocaust, but without aging him to the point of being non-Ageranian. Non-ager- I don't know. I don't even know what that means. It's like, like you don't age. Yeah, basically. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Mr. Sinister could, would be Hydra's lead scientist for genetic research, though it would... It was only to further his own aspirations, which I actually do like that idea. Uh, using what he's learned from the X gene from Magneto and possibly other mutants and the various other power sources like the Tesseract, uh, Mr. Sinister forces mutations in anyone willing, and the same research goes into making Wanda and Pietro a mutant. I like this idea. Uh, I don't know if it works, but like I do like the idea of Mr. Sinister somehow being involved with their creation i also like the idea of mr sinister being hydra's top scientist i think that makes sense yeah i think so. that's cool i think it would be tough to have magneto be the next mutant character that's introduced because i feel like people have such an association with the two actors who've most recently played magneto in the fox films i know that'll be a problem no matter who they cast well this person also this also this person also said they wanted hugh jackman to play old magneto but what? whatever all right cool what's the next thing okay um there's just one more and i have to i lost it um, this is from somebody named Ryan Pagella. <gasps> what? The I, I, Ryan Pagella rumored to be playing Mr. Sinister in the MCU? Yeah, that's him. How did you know? Wow, cool. Uh, I'm so glad he's a and fan. And it's titled Apocalypse and Mr. Sinister's Romantic Vacation to Disney World. <laughs> okay. Buckle up. It's short, but I wrote you a little story. Okay, great. Go for it. Uh, are you ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm not ready. Okay. All right. Uh, Katie was in on this, by the way. Uh, Dr. Nathaniel Essex, also as mis- known as Mr. Sinister, stepped out of the hotel room in Orlando, Florida. He wore a tropical shirt with a gl- goth flare, black <laughs> with red diamonds patterned all over like a plane splash. That sounds great. I know. He brushed his pearly white sharp teeth and grinned like a maniac in the mirror. <laughs> Are you ready, honey? Mr. Sin- Mr. Sinister said sweetly in a creepy growl. <laughs> behind him, a mammoth of a man, if you can even call him that, stepped behind Mr. Sinister and wrapped his arms around him. It was Apocalypse, also known as El Sabanor, or whatever we want to call him today. We were just happy he wasn't screaming in that particular moment. As ready and as excited as I would be to destroy every living soul on this planet, Apocalypse replied, comma, very sweetly. Mr. Sinister took a step back and looked at Apocalypse's attire, which he was, of course, super judgy about. For, for, 
For a man who wore ribbon dancers as a cape, he certainly claimed to be an authority on fashion. Mm -hmm. Isn't that cute, Mr. Sinister said dryly, eyeing a t-shirt that fit, barely fit Apocalypse's broad shoulders. It said, Akuna Matata. <laughs> of course it did. They're Disney. I liked it. I got it after I went to the gift shop. After I threatened the pathetic mortal so that I would suck the life out of his veins if he didn't give it to me, he replied. <laughs> I got you this stitch doll, too. <laughs> Ah, uh, you always know that the weird experimental Disney characters are my favorite, Mr. Sinister replied, admitting how much he loved Lilo and Stitch. Shall we go? We shall! Apocalypse replied. The loving couple stepped outside of their Finding Nemo suite. Well, Apocalypse had to kind of duck and crawl through the doorframe. He could change his size at any time, yet insisted on staying big. It got them a lot of weird looks. Mr. Sinister eyed all the happy families playing in the giant ocean-themed pool below them. Isn't that quaint, Mr. Sinister said. I should poison the pool. <laughs> Not today, my love. We are on vacation, Apocalypse replied. Can't I poison it just a little bit? Not if I can't tear off Epcot's spaceship Earthball and roll it across thousands of people, <laughs> slaughtering them and their vacations. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I, mean, I know, honestly. Bad, but it's a cool uh, visual. <laughs> it would have been, uh, yeah. The loving couple made their way into the shuttle that waited for them in front of the hotel. Apocalypse stomped through the bus and squeezed into a tiny chair. Mr. Sinister sat next to him. Everyone tried to avert their gaze. A child turned and stared right at Mr. Sinister. He flashed his pointed teeth and made his eye his red eyes flare repeatedly like a turn signal. And the child <laughs> ran away crying like crying to his mother. Finally, they reached the gates of the Magic Kingdom. There they stood, on Main Street Disney World, staring at Cinderella's castle. Everyone was there, dancing in front of it. From Cinderella, to Snow White, to Elsa, to Tiana, to Buzz Lightyear, to Ray, to Miss Piggy, to Magneto, to Homer Simpson. It's okay. <laughs> They're all owned by Disney right now. Unfortunately, Robert Raj Roger Rabbit was still missing because Disney still feels like pretending that time didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Also, Moana was there for a split second in the background on the boat because Disney is still afraid of showing too much color and Tiana was already there. Uh, <laughs> It, was, it wasn't also clear if Elsa and Anna were sisters or fucking or both, but Mr. Sinister and Apocalypse didn't care because they liked Dick. <laughs> Apocalypse looked at Cinderella's castle with tears in his eyes. It's beautiful. I can't wait to watch it crumble. <laughs> you always were such the romantic, Mr. Sinister said. It should be darker, though. More goth, more sinister. Mm. The two latched hands and made their way down Main Street. They popped into a few shops. Apocalypse bought Mr. Sinister a huge Mickey Mouse lollipop. Aww. He licked it sexually, <laughs> sucking on one of Mickey Mouse's ears like it was mis a misshaped cock. I'm really upset that Apocalypse is the person that I have to listen to, but continue. I'm dealing I with know, it. Sorry. I'm dealing with it. You're making me <laughs> hot apocalypse said wiping away sweat from his forehead i must explode <laughs> save it for later honey we don't want your nuclear come to kill everyone yet mr sure. sinister replied why not sure the two misunderstood mutants stepped out of the shop mr sinister reached into the back of his pants and slipped his fingers into his butt crack and he pulled out the magic kingdom map like it was a magic trick mm -hmm. where should we go first mr sinister said trailing one finger seductively along the pathways of the map Shall we rocket each other on Space Mountain? Perhaps we can kidnap the Swiss Robinson family and from their treehouse and perform wild and unspeakable experimentations on them. Or shall we steal a snippet of Rapunzel's hair? She is a mutant after all. Perhaps we can splice her genes with Minnie Mouse and give her mutant hair that is controlled like Medusa's, but better because nobody cares about the Inhumans. <laughs> I want to go here! Apocalypse screamed awkwardly, smashing his finger into a spot that says Splash Mountain. The couple made their way across the Magic Kingdom, talking to each other about talking each other out of killing, kidnapping, or experimenting on the other people on vacation. A child ran by annoyingly, batting a Mickey Mouse-shaped balloon head in Mr. Sinister's face. He pulled out a lawn syringe and popped it with the balloon. The, ch <laughs> the child started to cry, so Mr. Sinister pushed him into the lake. Sure. They arrived to Splash Mountain and crammed at the back of a boat. The attendant just stared at them. 
What are you staring at, my dear? Mr. Sinister said to the man. Would you like to join us for a threesome? The attendant just pushed the button to make the boat move. Party pooper, Mr. Sinister said. What a shame, too. I bet he had a monster cock. Man, Mr. Sinister just sexually harassing Disney employees left and right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, stealing character. Uh, Mr. Sinister and Apocalypse idly sat there as the boat slowly ascended into caverns of singing animatronics and off to music. Mr. Sinister looked bored as fuck. What's the matter, honey? Apocalypse asked. The ride is simply too cheery for me. It needs more chains, whips, and other assorted bondage. Maybe even a lab, Mr. Sinister commented. They reached the final incline, which is full of a dark red light. Images of Briar Rabbit being boiled and eaten by the wolf, chasing him painted the walls. They reached the peak of the flume ride, dropped them six stories. Apocalypse let loose a high-pitched screech. Mr. Sinister laughed maniacally the whole way down. They exited the ride, very wet. That ride was awful, Apocalypse said bitterly. They didn't even kill the rabbit in the end. <laughs> At least I was able to give you fellatio on the ride, Mr. Sister said, wiping a few drops of cum off his lips. <laughs> and he put it in a test tube. Classic <laughs> fan fiction problem of skipping the sex scene. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, this is a mock-up of fan fiction. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, it's yeah. also almost over. They stopped at a small booth on their way, and they looked at a picture of the ride. Mr. Sister's, Mr. Sister's face was buried deep into Apocalypse's crotch. Apocalypse was just screaming. Is it time for lunch yet? Apocalypse asked. I just had a protein shake, Mr. Sister said, wiggling his eyebrows and also <laughs> his diamonds somehow. <laughs> I'm hungry, Apocalypse screamed awkwardly again. Mr. Sister and Apocalypse locked arms and they made their way to Beast's Castle where they had lunch reservations. A waiter walked them to their table. I used to be a talking lounge chair before the spell was lifted off this castle, he said. <laughs> you don't have to be a lounge chair for me to sit on your face, Mr. Sinister replied. The man blushed. He was clearly into it. He was staffed by Disney World, after all. The waiter pulled out... <laughs> what is this fantasy? What is happening? <laughs> oh, it's about to get crazy. The waiter pulled out the chairs and it's sat the lovely... To? What, is... what is... Whatever. Okay. Okay, the waiter pulled out their chairs and sat the lovely couple down for their lunch date. Can I get you something to drink? The waiter asked. The blood of the human and mutant race, Apocalypse shouted. The waiter looked confused. Two glasses of your best red wine, Mr. Sinister said, leaning back in his chair, elegantly and crossing his legs. The waiter scurried off to get them some expensive wine. Mr. Sinister leaned back in his chair. Look at all these heathens. Pathetic. I would lock them all up in my basement, which is another one of my labs, just in case you were wondering. Mm -hmm. And I would sew them all together into the human centipede. <laughs> Mortals are okay. useless and should cower in the face of apocalypse, for I am the bringer of the future and the storms within. I am apocalypse! <laughs> <laughs> Apocalypse replied proudly Yes dear that's nice Mr. Sinister said in a bored like tone Is that Beast? Sure enough Beast had entered the castle He bowed and everyone clapped for him Mr. Sinister rolled his eyes Oh please wasn't he under a spell Why is he still a beast Mr. Sinister questioned You're right the Beast replied he had secretly been listening to Mr. Sinister and Apocalypse the whole time. Nobody knows how. This is how poorly your fan fictions go, am I right? The Beast continued, The spell was lifted and my, all my servants turned into humans, and even I briefly. But that was the real spell, a facade. This is how I really look. I am a mutant. Aha, Mr. Sinister said, jumping up, kicking his chair over. I knew it. Plot twist. I am also Beast, said Hank McCoy, who was having lunch with his blind girlfriend. But don't tell my girlfriend that I'm a mutant. I already know, dumbass, she yelled. <laughs> Just then, an eccentric lady stood up and gasped. We are in the presence of disgusting, filthy mutants, she yelled while fanning herself. Apocalypse stood up. 
Well, he really just grew larger while just sitting there, but it made him look like he stubbed, even if briefly. The earth is ridden with illness and disease, also known as the human and mutant race. We must scorch the earth of this sickness. Destroy you, vermin, for the worms you really are. I am the god who will set the earth free of the virus that plagues it, for I am Apocalypse! Wow. Apocalypse monologued. Finally, he turned his hand into a cannon and blasted the woman and 20 people behind her, eviscerating them into oblivion. Everyone just started to scream. Jasmine tripped over a bunch of dead bodies and grabbed a phone. Security, she cried into the phone. Just then, a barrage of characters came into the room to fight Apocalypse, including Flynn Rider, Iron Man, Thorn, Captain America, Black Widow, Kermit the Frog, Bart Simpson, Goliath from Gargoyles, Elsa, Aladdin, Prince Charming, Sora, Riku, Kairi, Will Reed, and a bunch of other characters Disney owned. Even Mario and Luigi, because we all know Disney will buy out Nintendo too. <laughs> I'm the next Super Smash Brothers DLC, Wolverine cried out. No, I am, Aladdin argued. Archangel busted through the beautiful window of Beast Castle, shattering into a middle, million pieces just like his own soul. He landed in front of Apocalypse, writhing on the floor. I will not be used by Apocalypse again, Warren cried out. Please no, Apocalypse! Okay, you can fuck me if you want. Apocalypse ignored him. Iron Man landed in front of Apocalypse and Mr. Sinister. It's time to surrender Apocalypse and his Sinister, the game is up, Iron Man shouted. And I have a shitty movie coming out, Black Widow followed, but nobody cared. <laughs> this is certainly a pity, Mr. Sinister said. We agreed not to do this on vacation, my dear. I'm sorry, honey. I just hate humanity so, so much, Apocalypse replied. And honestly, we kind of agree. That's fair, my darling. But what now? If there was only a way for me to turn back time again and make it up to you, Apocalypse said, holding Mr. Sinister's hands as they gazed, lo gazed lovingly into each other's eyes. Just in time, Bishop popped out from under one of the tables and screamed, Time travel is real! And Jean moaned sexually in the background without using her psychic powers. Of course. Bishop shot his gun 50 times but didn't hit anyone. Then he pushed a button on his belt that warped everyone in the room around him into a crazy fucking LSD trip to travel through time as the Shadow King laughed in the background. Soon enough, everything faded away, even Mr. Sinister and Apocalypse. All that was left is Mickey Mouse, cold and naked, huddled on the floor. Goofy and Donald walked into the room. They looked at each other awkwardly. <laughs> Mickey, are you okay? Goofy asked. It's okay, Goofy. I was using the power of my imagination again, and I was having a psychotic break. My memories! <laughs> Mickey replied, What the fuck? Donald screamed, and that is the end of this really bad story. I loved it. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was very good, actually. <laughs> So I also don't know that anyone should ever let us go to Disney World again based on that story. I think that, that well, story is a good example of what it was like to why? go to Disney World with us. <laughs> the kinds of things we said while we were there and the kinds of things we imagined were actually happening while we were there. Just in case anybody oh, yeah. wanted to know what that trip was like for us. Well, there was that moment where Katie pulled out well, Katie was pulling out a spreadsheet of where all the characters of Warcraft Valley were going to be sleeping on the resort which included like the Thundercats and the X-Men and the Gargoyles well, so it wasn't there. that we far. We had to figure out where they were all going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and also okay so this whole this whole fan fiction came out of me coming out of like a sleep delirium or something or a lack thereof and I was trying to send something on our Mutant Ages Slack to our team and I was like <laughs> There was some, basically one of porn. Are you talking about the time you <laughs> sent us all porn? Yeah, and it was like okay, that's because I saw this really amazingly well drawn but kind it of funny well porn drawn. of Mister Sinister writing Apocalypse's cock, and yes. it was like okay, and I'm not into this, but I'm also into it. <laughs> and I didn't mean to do that. And then I also popped into the raw chat immediately after that, responding to something Katie sent, but put it into the group chat of that and wrote. <laughs> 
but when are we going back to Disney World? And I was like, these two things together are a hilarious image to me. And I was like, I'm just going to write this quickly into a bad fan fiction. It's just going to happen right now. <laughs> well... It's a great fan fiction, actually. It's it's a well, perfect fan yeah. fiction. And I think our listeners will agree. I think they'll agree. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can all write in and tell me if I'm crazy or if I should never write again. Yeah, or you can write in and say that it was great because it was. Okay. Yes. So do we have any other segments? No, that's it. That's it. But if you want to send a fan art from that, we'd appreciate it. You can send it. in fan art. You can send in your own fan fictions. You can do whatever you want. And you, you can send it all in to the mutantages at gmail.com because that is our email address. And we will read it on the show, folks. By the way, yes, we, should, we, will. we should probably mention that next week's episode is going to be us watching the movie Generation X with Todd Harper, who's going to return to the show. We've already recorded it. It's amazing. It's wonderful. I don't know if I recommend the movie or not, but if you want to watch along, go ahead and check that out. It's it's streaming on YouTube. Somebody just uploaded it, so like it's not hard for yeah, to find. Yeah, I mean, I was going to get into whether or not it's good, but you can just listen to the episode on, yeah, you in can, two weeks you from now. You can take your own chances and, and watch the movie on your own if you want to, but you also absolutely don't have to. We will recap it for you and tell you what <laughs> is and isn't good about it when we get there um, there's a lot of uh all three of us screaming simultaneously at this particular time around so just be, be prepared, prepared i haven't edited it yet but i remember it being a ton of fun to record so i'm excited it was for a lot that of fun one. so that's that's what next week is and then after that we'll get into season five of this show and then the show will be over and then we'll just have to watch x-men evolution and like yeah it's like the mutant ages is oh, not no, over no, 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 no. we, we have not. we have a lot of there's a lot of x-men content out there we have to still consume and it's just growing because By the show i just meant x-men the animated series will right. be over this show will never end right it will <laughs> yeah because i have signed us up to talking about x-men shit for eternity x-men shit also keeps coming out so like it's never gonna yes end and sense. we we are talking about every show we watch here on this show but we are also consuming x-men in other forms too if you go over to our youtube channel on right? the ages we are playing through every x-men game ever made and we also do other things play like you know, sometimes we do an X-Men Tiger Shark game. We'll play one of those. Or we'll do X-Men Grow Toys, where right, we like, right. grow Magadine and Wolverine and make them big. But we also do a bunch of other stuff. Like, we do sketches where we play the X-Men, or we, like, Ryan will edit together clips from the cartoon to clips from the podcast so that, like, everything syncs up properly and it's really funny. And we just do a bunch of other stuff on the YouTube channel that is a great complement to this show. And so you should absolutely check it out if you like this show. And also we have social media like every social media we got it like pinterest tumblr facebook oh, we got it Twitter. you have it we got it yeah like you name it and the mutant ages is findable on there where the mutant ages on twitter and all those other places i listed and we're individually on twitter i'm at Mitty myers i'm at ryan pagella and you've come to the right place if it says mr sinister and if you want to give us a review, that would be super helpful. You can review it on iTunes. Or if you don't want to give us a review and you just want to leave a star rating, that helps increase our visibility and allows other people to find us. And you can share this podcast with your X-Men friends. Or if you want to share just a funny podcast with your friends, be like, these two are fucking nuts. Listen to them. You could do that too. Yeah, that is nice to do. Um, by the way, we also have a Patreon. I don't think we've mentioned that yet. We have not yet. But it's a place where you can actually give us money. <laughs> and if you <laughs> do that, you will get access to Patreon only content which includes bonus podcast episodes where we talk about like movies and other stuff we've seen that is somewhat related to x-men and superheroes sometimes and sometimes it's not but anyway it's bonus content and that's really cool and there's other behind the scenes stuff like ryan uploads his notes from the show and like 
I don't know, bloopers. It's it's cool. It's a cool Patreon. But also, like, really, it's just cool that people are supporting the show because this is just something that we do in addition to our jobs that we have. And we're doing it for fun, but it's nice to be able to pay for hosting and also pay the other people who guest on our show and help us out with things. And we, we're, like, getting shirt designs finally, and we're paying for that. And, like, yes, we're we so are. excited to, to bring that to you guys. But, like, obviously, we, like, needed upfront money in order to pay for that. And the Patreon is how we got that money. So that's just really cool. And we super appreciate everybody who's able to afford supporting us. Right. And if you want to pop on over to our Patreon, there is one new free tier that we've added in this past week. And that is a weekly post that is going through the history of X-Men comics, more like iconic stories and then kind of leading you through there. Because we we do a lot of the X-Men history here on this show through the spotlight characters. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we want to just like share, give you examples with pictures like what we're talking about. And you can get that over our Patreon and see that over there as well. Awesome. Anything else or did we do it? Well, Magneto is still hovering in the background crying about his dead wife that he's definitely not attracted to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is really gay. There is that. He's out there screaming his my memories now. Wolverine's (laughs) joining him. They're standing in the cemetery. Now they're kind of making out a little bit and Xavier's jealous and now there's a bunch of Thundercats and they're all like having a weird cat orgy oh, thing with but Logan. in the sky? It's a UFO and it's beaming up everybody and they're all shouting, see you next time. But like, who is Scarlet Witch even? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who is her daddy? The Mutant Age is a